0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Firm Podcast. I am your host, Michael Cabana, and in this first season, I sit down with San Jose entrepreneurs, creatives, and brand builders to talk about their come-up stories. My goal for this podcast is to inspire young folks to chase their passions, or anyone for that matter. The guests on this show embody the fabric of what makes this beautiful city, San Jose, and I'm excited to share their stories with y'all. You can follow us at foreverintherightmind.com or on Instagram, at firmpodcast.com. Farm firm podcast will be featured on all podcast streaming outlets. Please subscribe and review. I would love your feedback. Thanks for listening. Ryan Manty is an entrepreneur, creative, and brand builder. His first brand Breezy Excursion was a huge success, and at the time, inspired a new wave of San Jose small business owners. Shit, he inspired firm. In this episode, Ryan talks about how his mother influenced his entrepreneurial spirit, previous ventures, and what it takes to sustain a business. So here it is, Firm Podcast, Episode Two, with my uncle Ryan Manti. So Ryan, I'm I'm glad you're here. I'm excited to talk about you know your journey. I think that it's uh it's been inspiring for me to watch. So I think it'll be very valuable for anybody listening, especially for what you represent, uh you as a person and for this city. So I appreciate uh, that. Let's let's take it let's take it back and let's talk about
1: where you're from. I'm born, raised, and will forever affiliate, being from the east side of San Jose. Um, I went to middle school, elementary, kindergarten, high school, um, all around the same block. So um, this is my forever home. Um, I definitely uh, learned a lot uh, being raised here, but yeah, man, San Jose is where I'm from and I'm very proud to be from here because it's created the person that I am, uh, a lot of the ambition, and also the callous uh, from being raised here. So yeah, man, um, learned a lot from San Jose. Uh, what about family? Yeah, you know, when I first started uh, understanding that I I might have a mind of being a business owner, or being an entrepreneur was, um, I think it was a little bit after maybe middle school, um, you know, when you're a kid, you don't really realize certain things, but when you're engulfed in it and you don't realize, and, and it kind of comes to you, a light bulb hits. Um, my mom was an entrepreneur, um, they didn't come from nothing. And uh, when she came to America, uh, you know, I'm, I'm first generation. And when my parents came from the Philippines, um, they tried to figure out their way and, um, You know, my mom found whatever readily available job there was. Um, She was working at uh, elementary school, uh, helping out a teacher, and she found a job over at McDonald's. Uh, She also found a job over at Burger King. And, you know, when you need to make money, you need to make money. So she found her way, uh, being a shift time manager and being a general manager at McDonald's and Burger King simultaneously in different shifts. She had worked a day shift at Burger King, night shift at McDonald's just grinding it up, um, trying to provide for our family. We were in a small, um, you know, I don't, I don't remember too much cause I was very young, but it was a small apartment amongst multiple siblings and my parents and, uh, my dad, he would work, uh, at an electronics company, uh, in the warehouse. And, you know, they really try to figure out how to provide a better living for us. And, you know, by no means necessary was, um, working hard out of the picture. So, um, when they got their bearings and they figured out how to make, you know, make some savings and figured out my mom, you know, wanted to get a house and, you know, invest in property. Um, but, you know, she didn't she didn't have much. You know, I got help from my sisters and, you know, try to figure out how to to get a house. And when she did, um, she ended up starting a daycare. And I feel like um, living in that as a child, when we moved to our first house in Eastside east side of San Jose. Um, over from uh, where we're at Santa Clara, I believe, uh, near Bowers, near the Great America. Um, You know, I I started seeing all these different spreadsheets that she would write down, um, go to Costco. And um, I would remember like in in their bedroom, she would have this desk and in that first drawer, there would be like this, it's spool bound uh, notebook kind of paper that goes from the top up and she would have her ledger. I didn't know what the hell that meant. It's just tons of numbers. But she would always write down all her receipts, um, kind of just figuring out all the profit that she'd be making. And, you know, she was good at what she did. You know, she's a nurturing person, very loving, and the kids loved her. So the daycare was a perfect shoe in Uh, But as I got older, you know, uh, going into high school, I started feeling a knack for that. I wanted to flip things. I wanted to sell stuff, Uh, trade cards, comics and cards was a big thing back in Capitol So I'd be over there trying to go get the Beckett's and all that shit and trade cards. But then I got into all sorts of random shit trying to sell. And and then after that, it led into me being a hobbyist, you know, picking up random hobbies. It could have been even when there's a craze with Beanie Babies. You know, it's weird to say, but I'll say full disclosure, you know, I saw that there was money to be made. So I'll go to the Eastridge Mall and see what the deliveries were so I could carry it and then flip it. I used to remember that, man, waking
0: up like six o'clock in the morning. You're asking me if I want to go to Easter. You're like, no,
1: I'm asleep. You know, I could say that openly. now. You know, I was just trying to hustle. Yeah. And, um, you know, trying to also, you know, figure out different hobbies. Like, you know, I I picked up playing poker because I thought there was a way to make money off that. You know, I was okay. I -hmm. was fairly I made I made a fair share. I also lost a fair share. But, you know, um, just figuring out that knack of uh, falling into hobbies and uh, having it with the end goal of trying to monetize it, I think, uh, started to go full circle when I started seeing my mom. And until, you know, my mom got sick and everything like that, I got to realize the things that she was trying to do uh, for our family and try to make sure that we have a better life after she left it. So um, yeah, man, being raised in the east side of San Jose, you know, we didn't have a lot, but we had a lot of love. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that love was fulfilling and being able to see my mom grind and and hustle and make sure that, you know, we could have everything that we could have, you know, and not feel like we want anything more. And that made me happy, bro. Like it was just the best thing. Like my parents gave me love. They gave me what I needed of food. If I wanted to do something and pursue it, they tried their best to fulfill those goals Mm -hmm. and make me, um, a better person. Um, so yeah, man, I mean, I wouldn't trade being raised like this because, um, you 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 have a fulfillment of understanding, man. I seen my parents do this, yeah, and not have a lot, but give me the world. So, um, it and it wasn't me. even just for you, like it was for everyone. There was everybody was, living in yeah. that house. You know I mean, uh, our,
0: our family lived in yeah. that house. It was like a a family per bedroom, yeah,
1: pretty much. So, I mean, me and uh, you know, just full disclosure again, you know, like you know, me and Mike lived together for a long time, you know, and we raised we were raised together, you know. We didn't know how to swim. My mom figured it out. She got us YMCA. You know what I mean? Like, for not having a lot, she figured it out.
0: It tell the story about why we were in YMCA.
1: Well, you you lead it.
0: Well, we were in recreation. We did this like summer camp thing, and uh, we we're in elementary school. And somebody dared me to jump off the jump off the diving board. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I and remember so that. I try to. I don't know. I try to be bold and. But I didn't know how to swim, so I tried to jump to the side so I'd get close enough so I could yeah. grab the side so I could get right out. And I didn't get it, and I almost drowned. Ryan and yep. our cousin Ian, he went, You guys got the, what, the lifeguard? Yep. The lifeguard saved me. Yep. <laughs> from there, grandma yep. said, Fuck that. Yeah. You, guys are, you guys are gonna go YMCA and take swimming mm-hmm. classes.
1: So, I mean, when you come from nothing, you could still have everything, you know? But I think the difference of being raised where I was raised and being able to raise uh in a, in a family that understands like hey we don't have a lot of financial money we give give you a lot of wealth in terms of love and figure it out you know i think that kind of carried on t- through me um in terms of wanting to become an entrepreneur once the light bulb clicked and i started seeing how to monetize certain things um you know it really kind of went hand in hand um and it went full circle man it really did so
0: in school what like what type of student were you or were you just like focused on your hustle outside of time school? I was not
1: really a great student at yeah. all. Um. Say average, let's say average student, you know. You got by. Yeah, I got by. I graduated, right? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I took into my hobbies and whatever hobby it was, either it being tennis, which got me out of uh, hanging out with wrong people and stuff like that. Because, you know, you could slip up here and, and fall into the wrong kinds of things, you know. And, and for a while, I was in a lot of trouble. You know, I was not really the Best kid, get in trouble for my parents, hide it from my parents, you know. But you know, whatever hobbies it was, you know, I try to you know focus on that, and you know, school is there. It's not the priority, but you know, I guess as a business person now, like I I really do understand how important some of the things are. Mm-hmm. I'm not anti school, um, but there are a lot of fundamental things that I did learn from school. Um, a lot of it being social. You know, learning how to, to interact with different groups of people, you know, during high school, I had different kinds of friends, but, you know, I had my core, core friends that I love so much. I still love to this day, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, going back on that, yeah, man, as a student, I was really academics were, was not my top priority. You know, I just didn't want to, you know, fail.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you had to make grades. Yeah. Had to make grades. Yeah. Uh, so after high school, yeah, you weren't, you you didn't really value education in high school. What about when you moved on to college? Like Uh, that, that, you know,
1: kind of the same, but I I learned the value more when I went to, uh, so I went to community college, I went to De Anza and, you know, still trying to figure out, I don't know what I want to do. And like any parent, you know, my dad, my mom was already deceased by then. And, you know, uh, during Mm -hmm. college. You know, my dad wanted me to try to be an engineer. Of course, you know, that's like the thing to do. A secure way of living where the income is pretty much guaranteed here during that time. And I was like, nah, (laughs) I don't want to do that. I wanted to figure something else out. So during my community college days, uh, you know, new groups of friends outside of the core group of friends, socializing, meeting different people, figure it out. I wasn't taking things too seriously, but, you know. Um, you know, that's a kind of experimental time, you know, when you're, when you're not really sure on your major, you're, you're just trying to figure it out, man. So, Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't until I went to San Diego state. So I moved to San Diego, me and my boy, Ben, we convinced each other to pursue, uh, further goals and trying to change scenery, move to San Diego. What year was this? (sighs) Must have been like 14 years ago or 12. My fuck, I'm old. Um, Yeah, something like that, like 12, 14 years ago. So let's just say 2006, 2005, something like that. That sounds about right. Yeah. Because I
0: had just graduated high school. Yeah.
1: So we moved on, packed our bags. Ben was pursuing his comedy. Um, I think I was pursuing poker and I don't know what else I was trying to pursue. But I also was determined that I wanted to learn marketing because I felt like uh, there would hold value there if I ever wanted to get in the business of selling anything i think marketing had a good tool and it seemed fun to me so mm-hmm. i went to major for marketing at san diego state and you know that time was kind of cloudy you know fucking, it was fun man i was able to really spread my wings independently out of you know being in san jose the whole time and and you know obviously the heart wants what it wants i, I went back and you know grew but during that time i think i needed that um Definitely developed a lot of independence uh, by, by living in my own place with roommates and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, developing my understanding for marketing. Uh, I didn't really know it was going to be a thing, you know, or a thing I was going to use. But I think that's, you know, looking back now, that's where I, I value education more. Uh, I value education more looking back, not when I was there. Because I was literally there. Because I'm going to San Diego State, man. I'm here to party. I'm not here to like... <laughs> be all you know i mean yeah we're pursuing our things but yeah i mean san diego state was a party school there's chico or you know that was just my mentality then you know i wasn't really mature you know i just wanted to have fun um but you know a lot of great things happened out of there you know my first business started from there so um it was great man i was uh, picking up certain skills and, and learning that and, and at the same time you know trying to start get into graphic design yeah so when i was going to college you know i'd be you know i wanted to have the the nice stuff you know and i i love graphics you know as a consumer and you know i love you know during that time that that was what people called maybe the the new wave of streetwear you know during that time it was like 10 deep crooks and castles um yeah mishka and hundreds and and brands like that and it was very exciting time it was a very exciting time i remember that i used to go to this place called five and a dime off the gas lamp and i would go there cop things and then you know i don't know light bulb hit again and i was like man i I think i could uh use some of the marketing things that i learned and maybe apply it Um, but i had no graphic skills i had no understanding of it so i used microsoft paint i did microsoft paint and then um I wanted to make a brand. So uh, I used a sample sentence, and there was a thing that says, We were on a whimsical breezy excursion. And then I used the word breezy excursion. I said, Okay, I think this is it. So that's my first brand. That's how I started that. That's how I first got into actually designing graphics and starting a company simultaneously while figuring out how to sell it. So you came
0: up with a name before you even.
1: Yeah yeah so it was one of those kind of things where it came in i used a font text old english font text and then um made that uh, a brand name and then from that brand name i said you know what maybe i could try to hustle this and i made a round of graphics through microsoft paint and then i went on the yellow pages this is old school (laughs) you know (laughs) and i found a screen printing shop and Uh, Downtown in San Diego, and um, I used my loan money for my books and shit, and I advanced it, and I used it for uh, my first screen printing gig, and um, got my first run of stuff, and I started hustling off MySpace. Yeah, I'm 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 definitely old, but uh, going on MySpace trying to hustle, sell it through people on MySpace, and then I also was doing on eBay, Mm -hmm. eBay sales, just Mm -hmm. um, pretty much cold calling. For customers to buy Right And um, It was slow It was really slow Uh, The money didn't Flip around the way I thought it would have You know Came out It it didn't go The way it should have been Like in terms of How I imagined it But uh, I fell in love You know And You know I When I'm into something I go all the way And I don't stop Until I'm out of love Of it You know Mm -hmm. I, I will I will go until I bleed it out um, but this one kind of felt different, man. It felt a little bit more intense. The, the volume of passion that came out of me was a little bit more than all the other hobbies that I picked up. So, mm-hmm. um, I pursued it. I moved forward and then there you go. That was my first brand. Um, started that. And then, um,
0: was it the, uh, the idea of entrepreneurship that you were really like passionate about or was it graphic design?
1: It was not graphic design. I think it was the, how do I put it? It was the excitement of what I liked about streetwear. And then um, telling myself in the head, can I make an impact with it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Can I make an impact? Can I make something legitimate? Can I make something happen as a business with this? Because yeah. I think I have enough in me. So And all that was
0: already built I, up from grandma.
1: Like, yeah, I, I think just, so. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, a lot of it came from my mom, because she was a person that when she's dead set on it, she's going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I, I tried to figure it out and um, did that. And, um, I could do Cliff Notes version of that. Fast forward, uh, I ended up getting a line of credit loan, uh, which was a low loan. And I got a screen print press, and during that time in college with the roommates, I moved out of my room and made a four color screen print press. Started printing up my own shit, and then um, in the room in the room while I was sleeping in the living room, I would sleep in the in the bedroom sometimes. But uh, most of the times, when my boy Pat would leave off to work, I'd use his bed.
0: Sometimes he wouldn't know.
1: So um, (laughs) I just uh, grinded that out for a long time uh, to try to figure out. making more profit, you know, you, you print your own product, you make more profit. But yeah. you know, during that time, I was still green to the game. I didn't really understand a lot of things. I was still trying to figure out graphic design. I was uh, picking up getting nice on my Photoshop and uh, learning that. And I was not even on Illustrator yet. So, you know, I was still figuring it out. So. So what were you using? Um, in the beginning it was microsoft paint Then after that i went to adobe photoshop it was a cracked version that you could get off limewire or napster i forgot what what is what yeah. are one of those websites where you can download shit that's music but you know sure. yeah but um yeah man it was um it was a grind for real but but i loved it so it didn't feel like much it just felt like it was fulfilling this need to fill i don't know it was mm-hmm. just something it felt right so and then when did the business turn So, you know, I moved back from college. I was, you know, in my head set to try to grow uh, this brand. And, um, you know, my boy Flip, he's my brother, man. Um, He always, you know, helped me out as a friend uh, with the brand. And during that time um, in college, I couldn't even afford rent. And I lived with him. That was probably one of the best summers I had in my life. And uh, uh, fast forward, I moved back to the Bay. He was already in the Bay. And um, I wanted to grow this thing, man. I wanted to grow it. And um, I would go on a route. Um, and I, I looked all through the stores, throughout all the Bay Area. And I drove with a duffel bag, man, trying to sell this stuff with all the pre-existing investment that I took from that line of credit. And, you know, I got into about four or five stores, which is really great. It's a big win for me. And then In San Jose? I, or uh, um, No, Berkeley. Uh, San Mateo, um, San Jose, San Francisco, a a few other ones. Um, But it started to slowly grow, but I didn't have capital, man. I was, uh, you know, at the time, I actually picked up a job at Google, which was great. Um, Got paid pretty good. um, And Flip was working and he got paid pretty well, too. So at night, what we do is uh, uh, we would just help each other. And he he asked if he. If, if I need any help and, you know, long story short, uh, we became business partners and we kind of just started out of my dad's backyard, uh, flip, come home uh, from work and then just head out to my dad's house and we start printing shit mm-hmm. and we started growing that business and it grew and it grew and it grew and it, it, it became a, a big brand, you know, and we got really far with that brand, man. It was a, it was a fun time, you know um but yeah man that's how it first started it it took a lot of a lot of hard work a lot of people in the community um to to help build that brand out and um it was dope man it was a dope experience to be able to be uh, a part of that journey you know and 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 see that grow um but yeah man i i I got my taste Mm -hmm. understanding business um and following suit um i started kids brand yeah uh, booger kids that became an adults brand right. and that grew <laughs> and you know as that grew then after that I, you know i ended up you know at a trade show um this is uh the current brand that i'm, I'm most focused on spells and peacocks um i was at a trade show showing uh during that time and um my now wife victoria was there as a student from the art institute and um right here in sunnyvale right yeah in sunnyvale and um she happened to be there at a trade show and with the classmates and I was showing the teacher and the classmates, how to, how to show a line, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, pricing and strategy. And I asked her out, she said no, but Hey, she was from the same area. And during that time I was doing some club events with my friend JP at the time. And, um, she was there and then, you know, things kicked off. Um, and she had a senior project and that senior project, um, you know, became something like she said, I want to do clothing. Um, the brand would be called petals and peacocks, um, symbolizes, you know, uh, her and her life and the things that she likes. And I said, you know, let me assist on that you
0: know, mm-hmm.
1: as your new man, you know, let me try <laughs> to help you. Yeah. Um, but then it, it flourished, you know, and, um, you know, it's been, it's been a a crazy journey, you know, in between that there's all sorts of other businesses that I dabbled into. I got into the food truck game. I got into this company that I I thought would really go off. It was called dough truck. It was, um, cheeseburgers stuffed with cheese in the middle so uh, i don't know if you're familiar juicy lucy's they're two sand, two two burgers sandwiched up with the cheese in the middle when you cook it and you bite the cheese oozes out like a gusher yeah and then it'd be sandwiched with instead of your brioche or bread bun it would be glazed donut so (laughs) it's kind of crazy idea i mean it was great it was it was a great run it was Uh, delicious but yeah you know with with the with every business that i started. Um, I also did a a vintage shop in the Mission District called New Jack City, which I was really proud of. I did it with uh, one of our retailers names, Brian. Me and Flip also uh, own that. And, you know, through the journey of owning all these different businesses, you know, know, some sustain, some don't. man. that's just the name of the game. Mm -hmm. And I think I just fell into the knack of um, learning more fundamental parts of business and understanding which ones or which things are, you know, are sustainable in terms of how to grow a business. And um, it was, a, it was a challenge, man. You know, sometimes you get L's, you know, but you know, at the end of the day, like the journey is the W because I, I've built a lot of skills. I've built a lot of different skills from a lot of different businesses. And, um, you know, I could take that with me. That's irreplaceable mm-hmm. you know, unless I, I lose my mind and I lose my memory or anything like that. But uh, the skill set throughout the journeys of all the businesses has, um, Evolved me as a person to become a better business person. Uh, I understand uh, a lot more things that I would have, you know, coming out of college. that's for damn sure, but right. um, yeah, man. Um, starting that first brand, you know, I, I don't want to get too fast forward about it, but you know, there's a lot of different stories. Each single brand has its cool story. But, right. You know, you can't can't really do uh, this all. It would be like four hours on a podcast yeah. at least. But. <laughs> for sure. uh, to be honest, you know, to to short it out and, and just give the the most important parts about it is, you know, being able to start it was great. It was exciting. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's all that middle, man, that middle part, the grind, the scaling of the business, the the faltering of the business, the pivoting of the business, mm-hmm. the closure of a business. You know, there's a lot of emotions that go on. There's a lot of strain that goes on on the brain. And uh, you have to be mentally fit for it. And... Uh, to be mentally fit for something like that. Uh you got you have to truly love it, you know. You got to fucking love it because yeah. if you don't then you're not built for it and you shouldn't be in it. And you shouldn't be in anything that you don't love anyways. I mean, that's yeah. just the truth, man. Like how's something going to last if you don't love it? So um I would say that, you know, streetwear and being in the apparel business and being able to do creative things through by way of apparel has been my uh first love, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's been it's been a great journey. I am super blessed. I am super thankful, and uh, I'm passionate about what I do till this day, the same way as when I started. So that means a lot. That that shows a sign, and uh, more importantly, you know, uh, the journey, the people, yeah, the loved ones that I've met and connected along the way. You know, it's irreplaceable.
0: So where we're at right now you know, during this lockdown, like how how has your business been affected, or has it been at all?
1: So, you know, um, currently my main projects that I work on right now is uh, Petals and Peacocks. That's that's a brand that I own with Victoria, my mm-hmm. wife. Now, um, we've been we're gonna be running on a decade next year. And my other project is um, ABC Kidswear. Uh, it's a kids, uh, toddler line that I own with uh, three homies. They're all dads. And um, they're all good at what they do and their skill set. So it's a, it's a very lean machine, but lean machines with great skills in different facets makes it an operating machine. So mm-hmm. um, with those two brands, you know, during these times, you know, what do you do with panic in the beginning, right? In the beginning, you're like, wait a minute, is my business at Jeopardy? Um, are we going to, are we going to fail? You know, but thankfully, you know, I thought about it and we, we realized that we have a strong community. Both brands have uh, very strong communities and, um, like support, big, support. Yeah, big, big, big internal support from the, the, just the, the customer that already purchases from our online store. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we connected closer to our community, you know, we, we tapped in further.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we utilized a lot of different tools. Um, to engage our customer further and um, retained our wholesale business. And granted, there's some wholesale business that got pushed to the side. Some stores are out of business, man. It's just what it is. You know, um, the The beast of 2020, man. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different things going on. And a lot of people are going through a lot of pain right now. Yeah. So uh, the best that we can do is uh, let people know that we understand, but also uh, harness, you know, you know, what we're going through and letting the customer know that we're there. Mm-hmm. So, um, through various different marketing ways, but also organic ways we've utilized, um, our community to understand what we're going through and, and offering any kind of light, um, in terms of if we could help, um, you know, for pedals, for example, um, we have been in the last year, I've been don- donating heavily throughout uh, the Bay area community, um, by ways of organizations, Uh, One of the biggest partners that we have right now is Covenant House. Um, They help um, house um, homeless teens, um, traffic teens Mm -hmm. um, with proper housing and trying to give them positive um, footstep to to life, you know. Um, And that meant a lot to me Mm -hmm. Um, being a, a. a young kid, you know, didn't have a lot, but had a lot of love, at least had a house yeah, and had a lot of love. So Covenant House, you know, embodies like being able to provide that. And I really believe in what they're doing. So we, we donate heavily with the uh, location, in the Alameda or Alameda County. Uh, so Oakland and, and the, the area surrounding. Um, and then we have various organizations that we work with. Um, Roots Empowerment is one of the big ones, uh, especially during covid you know, being able to give uh, homeless people in Oakland um, and the Bay Area, you know, proper treatment if they don't have medical, you know. Um, So giving back to the Bay was was always a thing and um, it fills the heart, man. But trust me, man, it builds a community. The community Mm -hmm. understands like, hey, although we're going through these times, our business will stay strong because we believe in our community. Mm -hmm. But how can you do that without giving back? So, you know, we... We try our best to to fulfill uh, ourselves as people by being able to understand the, the sake of humanity, you know, because everybody's going through a lot of things. Yeah. So um, we try to correlate uh, through uh, the the brands, and uh, you know, ABC does the same thing with uh, Drawbridge. It's a it's our program out here uh, in the Bay, yeah, and um, it's for homeless kids. So I mean, we try we try our best to to give give back and, and make an impact. And mm-hmm. um, I'm thankful to to be aligned with these two brands and be able to also um, understand that, you know, during these times, you know, uh, you have to do a, a shift, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a wholesale heavy brand, then you, you have to work with your vendors and, and make it work. Um, and if it doesn't, then you need to focus more time on your online store because you control that destiny. Mm-hmm. So You know, by different ways of marketing, either being um, Facebook or uh, Instagram or email marketing or uh, even finding the slightest ways of uh, working with other organizations and even working with uh, influencers that align with your brand, Mm -hmm. you know, getting the voice out. You know, Uh, we've been able to be successful and we've been able to get through these trying times, but, you know, also with a conscious mind.
0: So throughout this whole entrepreneurial journey, uh, what would you say is the most important thing that you've learned so far?
1: Um, Resilience. Mm -hmm. If you don't have resilience, it leads you to quit. Like, you know, when you're resilient, you find a way, Mm -hmm. but the passion is what makes that resilience stronger. And, you know, I don't want to go on metaphors too much. I'm, I know I do metaphors a lot, um, but I could go through this one, right? You know, when, as an entrepreneur, you go through this journey and I hear people say, you know, see you at the top of the mountain and stuff like that. But, you know, people don't understand, man, like you ain't even at the mountain yet. See you at the top of the mountain. You got to be on that mountain. But before you get on the mountain, you have to cross that bridge. And before you cross that bridge, you have to go through these stairs. But throughout these stairs, you have to make every step. It's a lot of moves, and you have to love and be passionate about it. You got, you got to. I mean, that, there's no shortcuts on being able to have a sustainable business that's that lasts longer than you know a decade. You know, you have to truly love it. So, you know, how I put it in parallel is, if you want to be on top of the mountain, you might never. You might never, you might not even hit that mountain, but you have to be willing to make those first initial steps to get you to that bridge that crosses you to that mountain. That's how I put my life. It's been like that, you know, learning how to do this, trying to figure it out. Those are the steps. Those are the steps. Getting to the bridge is actually having a business and being invited to that mountain and being invited. What I mean by invited is uh, knowing that you actually have have a sustainable business, a business that uh, provides um, some kind of impact where you could Um, support employees or support yourself Mm -hmm. Um, then maybe you get to the mountain but then you're at the very bottom of the mountain and you're on the mountain you have an e-commerce store it's great i'm blue check verified you're still on the mountain you're not on the top of the mountain Mm -hmm. the top of the mountain is endless it's taller than everest man yeah but you have to be willing to climb and continue climbing and continue climbing so that you could inch it up further and further so that you're higher up in that mountain and if you don't want to even create the steps and don't even try to even think about the mountain the mountain's not even there for you
0: Hmm.
1: so going back resilience is the strength that's what keeps you going that's what say i'm going to stay climbing on this fucking mountain because i will i love this Mm -hmm. but it parallels with the passion because you ain't going to fucking climb so long if you don't really love something after a while you're like fuck i'm tired i'm done man i don't want this shit yeah i don't want this shit i'm done so, um, you know, I, I think, you know, the most important thing in terms of the entrepreneur is you have to, you have to have that resilience. Um, but it, it, like I said, it's, it's two things. It's resilience and passion. You have to mm-hmm. have those things coincide. And then that fire starts pitting out and that passion starts flying. And then you start fucking pushing harder. Yeah. You know, and over the years with the passion and resilience, you build callous. When you hit downfalls, you've hit it before because your resilience kept you going. hmm and your resilience keep you going strong then you're like when you hit that one it doesn't hurt as much because you have the callus yeah and you keep going and you keep going but it's a journey it's a journey that i feel if you're listening at home you know you have to align it with something that truly makes you feel like alive
0: so is there anything
1: I am I am uber focused on the two projects that I have currently Uh, I don't see something on the foresight obviously there's things going getting waved left and right Mm -hmm. uh, different opportunities but you know I have to be very smart about it because you know things change when you become a parent you know I'm I'm a father I'm a proud father and I'm I'm a present dad and I want to continue that and um, it's going to take a lot for me to open another thing um, or be part of something to take away that time essentially from my family. So, um, you know, as I've gone older through this journey as well, you know, I, have also realized, uh, sustainability requires balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've worked myself to the ground for at least eight years with yeah. work at the, at the front business at the front. And, um, you know, it takes, uh, it takes a strong wife. it takes a strong backbone to, to keep something going like that without, uh, Actually, uh, eventually collapsing, which it's ha- which has happened to me in multiple mm-hmm. occasions, you know. But as I've gotten older, especially when I look at my daughter's eyes and she's growing before me, man, I want to balance that shit out because ain't not ain't nothing gonna take away time for me to hang out with my daughter. Yeah. You know? Obviously, there's work time, but when it's time to hang out with my family, I want to be present. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I I think, of that, I think that was my weakness for the longest time, man. So, um, I mean, what's next for me? You know. Harnessing and making everlasting bags, man. Just making sure that these these companies sustain themselves and they're they're growing. And I, I still love it, and um, it makes me feel like I could fly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and you've I'll also keep... been
0: taking care of yourself too. Your health, yes, your mental health, your...
1: absolutely, man. You know, um, one thing that I did, you know, more recently, I, I would say uh, about six months. You know, I've been taking my care of my physical self. Like I said, I'm no spring chicken, man. I'm getting older, so um, taking care of your physical well being as as well as your mind, giving yourself that time to reflect on your life, with gratitude in the forefront, Mm -hmm. of course, um, will give you an understanding, you know. And I think that's for me, um, that whole balance. It's being able to mind body, being able to also have family and and have that exclusive not where i'm on my phone doing something or with my laptop and nah like mm-hmm. i used to do that all the time it ain't cool man like you got to do what you got to do right but yeah uh, where i'm at in my life is you know in terms of other kinds of things you know it's not in my forefront um it's got to make sense and, and it. i don't want it to change my quality of life with my family that's, mm-hmm. that's where i'm at and that's um, number one yeah and obviously that physical and thing that's for my family too, because I want to be there. Yeah. I want to last longer in this world so that I could, I could be there. Yeah. Rooney's yeah. only
0: getting bigger. So you're yeah. going to have to physically keep up. Yeah.
1: And that's true. I mean, it's <laughs> fucking crazy. You know, she, she's, uh, she's a lot, but a lot of love too. So, you know, to be honest with you, man, like, uh, I've been doing this be probably 12 years now for 13, 13 years. I don't know the whole journey in, in, in total, but, um, The one take home that I could take, man, is, uh, you know, you got to be passionate about what you love and you have to be resilient on not quitting. If you're passionate about it and you're not going to quit, there's there's nowhere but going up. I mean, you're going to face falters of going down, but there's no, if you're going to, it's like over time, you keep fighting for it. You're going to win. Yeah. It might be by way of another thing, but you're going to win. And that's where I just keep climbing. What no matter what mountain, no matter what way, no matter if I have to start from the beginning, I will do it because I'm resilient.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not willing to stop. And this is the shit you love. And this is the shit I live for. You know, I live for my family too now, but yeah, I fucking I breathe this shit. Mm. So wow.
0: All right, this is a random question. Uh, so if you had the opportunity, would you rather travel to the past? To meet your ancestors or travel in the future and meet your descendants? Future. Travel in the future. Yeah, of
1: course. I wanna see I wanna see what uh, what my legacy has left. hmm I mean, i, I would, it'd be great to have both, but if it was only one or the other, of course. Yeah. I'd wanna see what my daughter has done and their kids have done the and type stuff of impact like impact you've of made on their children's lives. Of course. Yeah, I mean I that's the same way. Because, it might be selfish, but... Yeah, it's not like, selfish because at the end of the day, it's knowing that you, you made your mark for them. Yeah. So um, I'll definitely go into the future for sure. That would be my thing. I agree. Mm. Well, man, I mean, you've
0: dropped a lot of gems. Like, do you have one more message for anyone wanting to start a business or someone who's just trying some, like a new skill out? Like, what would you have to
1: say to them? Enjoy having fun. Enjoy figuring out what you love. And once you know and you're certain about it, you feel that flying, you feel those wings kind of fluttering around, and go ahead, take that journey, man. Start making those steps. Do it properly, though. Get the right business stuff situated, you know, get your EIN, you know, figure out a business plan, all that shit. Get a fucking bank account for your business, you know, do it the right way so that you don't cause pain down the road. And then after that, Hopefully get on that bridge and then maybe we'll see you at the mountain. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, how can how can our listeners follow you? Um, so my personal Instagram, you know what? If you want to follow it, it's just my kid and my my wife and my family, you know, like just stuff like that. It's Ryan Manti, at Ryan Manti. That's the Instagram. Um, man, I'm pretty silent though. You know, that's it, yeah. man. I mean, what about I, the I don't businesses? Really, uh, at Petals Peacocks, there's no and on that one. It's P E T A L S P E A C O C K S. Petals Peacocks, and then at A dot B dot C dot But yeah, man, um, I hope I allotted some kind of inspiration. You know, um, I love San Jose. Um, it's a city that helped build who I am and I continue. Um, to be proud of all the entrepreneurs that are starting up and stuff like that, man. If you if you have any ideas or any concepts or uh, maybe even any questions, you know, um, you could you could also directly contact me uh, through DM or you could email me at ryanmanti at gmail.com. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I'm always up for the 408, man. I'm always up for San Jose, so um, yeah, man. San Jose, baby.
0: That's a wrap for episode two with Ryan Manti. It's encouraging to hear Ryan talk about his wins and losses throughout this 13 year journey. He built these brands off intuition and unfortunately some didn't make it. But these challenges came with a wealth of knowledge and connections, which he applied moving forward. And now he has two successful brands in ABC Kidswear and Pedals and Peacocks. Shit, Pedals is in Zoomies and Nordstroms now. Fucking wild. So circling back to what Ryan said, you have to be passionate about whatever you're pursuing. Cause this journey is an everlasting climb. You're gonna face challenges. But if the passion is true, the resilience will turn up. Keep going. You can follow Ryan and his brand on Instagram at Ryan Manti, Pedals and Peacocks at Pedals Peacocks, and ABC Word at Word. This show is produced and edited by Firm, Music and Engineering by Cisco Cortez. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe.